Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three and boom. Boom. We are back once again. We are back. Episode 90, this will be. This is it, huh? Yeah, episode man. 90? Dude, yeah. we're approaching 100. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. So, the, uh, the uh, rumors of the death of independent rob were just, greatly exaggerated oh, but before we get into that <laughs> so before we get into that the we got to give our listeners some homework because the not quite homework but it's a prerequisite viewing before this podcast yeah. because our topic of this week's podcast is being a martial artist in all aspects of life and the reason i thought about this was because that recent the disneyland fight yes and so, if you don't know what we're talking about with the Disneyland fight, go to you. Stop this podcast right fucking now. Go to YouTube. Just type in Disneyland fight. I'm sure if you, I when I went there, typed in, I got D I S N, and typed in the search bar, and it popped it up. Dis, up Disneyland fight. Just watch that. Then come back and eventually, at some point in this podcast, we in an hour and a half, an we'll hour get to and talking half about it. Yes, exactly. We might, we might mention it. So. And I was just thinking, I was like, this is. 
So to well, the motto for our podcast should be yesterday's jujitsu's news in two weeks. Yes, that's about it too. That's about what it what it we, comes we, out we, to. We always talk about shit a little bit late, and we put things out a week later. <laughs> a week later, so by the time the podcast comes out, it's like hopefully people don't turn to us for three the, weeks for the current news. No, 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 no. Let's hope not. Definitely not a current news uh, outlet. So. But now, so independent with Rob. that said, Independent Rob is still alive. Still alive. I did. I went to work Monday and Tuesday. I'll, I'll tell the tale as more of a precautionary tale for people out there who might experience this. I thought your homework assignment was going to be to go back to episode whatever where you predicted. Did I predict this? You predicted. You you even said you're like I. There's no way. Like I'm going to hand this to my. To the HR department. I did say that. You totally did. You I were did. like, I don't think I'm going back to work. I'm going to turn this in and like someone's going to look at it and be like, dude, you're not. You can't work with this. Like That's you totally right. called it. Remember? Dude, I kind of forgot about and that. And we all yeah. we all were laughing at you thinking that too. It was just wishful thinking. But like, that, that is what happened. So to recap, <laughs> to return to work after a surgery like this, you got to get a note from your surgeon that says, you know, Rob's cleared to return to work. Yeah. So he wrote that note for me, but he had some restrictions on there. Like, one, I needed to wear my brace. I forget exactly how it was worded, but one, it was a brace. And two, like, you got to be careful. It was enough restrictions where someone who makes a living delivering large large freight for FedEx uh, might have trouble staying within the boundaries. Correct. So, but yeah, it's it's all it is. My memories are clearing up now. So, because I remember when he wrote that letter for me I looked at it and I saw those and I even texted it to like my immediate boss so it wasn't I texted it to him on his personal cell phone so it wasn't in like the FedEx world yet yeah I sent it to him it's like hey man read this letter make sure it's going to be good to see if I can come back because according to this letter I can come back like July 8th and he's like oh yeah it looks good and so (laughs) right so that was one guy you know, this, this corporation is so fucking huge. Like, he gives it to his boss. His boss gives it to some HR person. And then I don't know how many people got to see this thing, right? So he, I did, this was like a month before I turned up for work, you know, and roughly. So I turned up to work on Monday. And I first get there, they didn't have me in the system. Like, you know, everything you do is electronic yeah. nowadays. You got computers in your truck. You got little handhelds that are like smartphones. All this shit. I can't use anything. Like, I'm out in the system. It says I'm still medically disqualified. Like, I'm not supposed to be there. And so I spent, like, the first hour not doing fucking anything, waiting waiting for somebody to say I could work, you know, because of the liability. <laughs> well, eventually, dude, I was actually standing at my boss's desk talking to him, and I could see his computer screen. And, like, in her office, instant message popped up. And I saw it. I said, yeah, Rob's cleared to work. And he's like, oh, yeah, there you go. Popped up. He's like, have that. He's like, who cares if you can't use any of the computer systems that they just... Get your paperwork, get your equipment, and get out of here. I was like, cool, man. So I went went about my day, and a few hours into my day, I get a call from that boss I just mentioned. He's like, hey, someone was reviewing your return to work letter with those restrictions, and they're not good with that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I turned this into you clowns a month, month and a half ago, and someone doesn't read it until you're back to until work. I'm already, I'm physically working. He's like, yeah. He's like, so we're going to need your surgeon to write up a new letter with no restrictions. I was like, okay. I was like, I'll call him. I was like, I don't see that happening, just so you know. 
I don't think he's just going to change his mind and be like, okay, he's cleared 100%. Yeah. Well, my surgeon, I started calling my surgeon. <clears throat> he went the exact opposite way. Instead of writing a letter with less restrictions, he wrote a letter with more restrictions <laughs> and sent it back to me. He's like, nope. You're not cleared to return to work, and I don't want you lifting anything over 15 pounds. Turn that one in. <laughs> and so, yeah. but he didn't send that back to me until, because I was dealing with like the office manager. I didn't hear back from the surgeon until like Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. So I worked all day Monday. I put in like a 14-hour day. I, I was working Tuesday. I worked all day Tuesday. I didn't get the letter until Tuesday afternoon. And then when I turned that into my boss, he's like, oh, yeah. Well, get your off work again. And so I don't go back. I see. The, I don't go back to see the surgeon until the end of August, and we'll he'll uh, determine from there when I can return to work. That is, uh, yeah, that's funny. It's I so mean, ridiculous. It man. is ridiculous. It's someone not doing their fucking job. That, yeah. That's exactly what it is. They're just making assumptions. You know, they've read thousands thousand of those things, and like, dude, and it's not like the letter was long. It wasn't even a full paragraph. Yeah. It was like four sentences. Rob is, you know, cleared to return to work. Here are the following restrictions. Yeah. I mean, that's literally about it. And no one bothered to read it in a month. Yeah. Man, Dude, just, that's so funny, man. Like, yeah. you know, I'm expected, when I show up to do a fucking job, I'm expected to do it to the best of my abilities and right and safely, all these things, and as fast as possible. Apparently, that doesn't carry over to where if you're sitting in front of a computer. That, somebody didn't do the fucking job. Right. That's the part. Like, dude, I have no tolerance for laziness or people who half-ass shit. Like, I don't. I, I lose my shit when I see someone <clears throat> asked to do a task and they do the minimal fucking work required. You know, like you tell someone to go sweep something or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And they barely fucking do it right. They just kind of go through the motions. I blow my fucking top, dude. I have no tolerance for that. It's just the way I was raised. If you're gonna do something, take the time to do it fucking right. Yeah. And apparently, these people don't operate like that. Well, you know, it, what it sounds like is that they didn't go, like, they just don't plan on going through the process until you show up. Well, you know what I mean? Because that's what triggered up. it. Because you weren't even cleared. Up? You know what I mean? Because, like, if they had actually looked at it and cleared you, you would have shown up and been cleared. Right. And so what happened was, is you showed up, you weren't cleared yet, and so that triggered the chain of events that prompted someone to actually take a look at that thing, yeah. because they needed to punch whatever they needed to into the computer to clear you, which right. meant, I've got to read this thing now, and then that's when they're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to fucking punch this shit into the computer until I get something that says something different, and that was... So, I, like, if I was to bet money, I'd say that was probably more what it was, was just, like, it wasn't that somebody had actually done anything with it and didn't do their job. It was that the system is fucking, if you fell through the, the, the cracks somehow well, before I, you even, like, you showing up is what triggered the process. But I saw somebody from HR say, yeah, he's cleared to work. I mean, Monday morning. Right, yeah, well, I know, but they just, you know... It, but not in the computer though, right? Right, no. So, but that's what it is. Like somebody had to clear you in the computer, and right. I think it's that person who was sitting there that, that had to read that thing. And yeah, it was just a bunch of people like looking because the thing is, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not defending them. It, this, it's just how people, especially when you don't like your job, you're just fucking doing it to collect a paycheck, mm -hmm. and so. 
man, these papers are just passing across their desk. And what's the first word? What's, what was the first sentence? Yeah. Rob is clear to work. To return to work. To return to work. Okay, cool. And like, you know, and they just like... They just read that. They read that and they go from there. So for them to actually have to put in the thought of like, okay, wait a minute, now I have to read these restrictions and then make a call as to whether these restrictions are, are you know, fall within the job parameters and he can actually come back to work based on them. Man, that's a... That's a lot of fucking thinking. You're asking. <laughs> Not really. There's a it's a it's a mental math equation. Oh, you know. And again, if it goes back to me just being agitated with people, half-assing things, you know, just if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right, man. Yeah. That's bottom line. Don't half-ass. I, I cannot stand it when I see people half-assing things. Do enough TPI reports, buddy, and it gets tough. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Again, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you live in that world and it's a gray, miserable existence, so you can kind of see like in that gray, miserable existence, how shit like that happens. And you're just like, and that's why like nothing's going to happen. That's why no one was like, seemed alarmed, No, you know, like, man, we got to find out like what happened here and like, you know, why, who made, who screwed this up? Kind of thing. Maybe that is going on. I have no yeah. idea. Highly unlikely. Right. But Maybe, man. I don't know. Because, I mean, really, dude, if you'd have gotten hurt yeah. on Monday, and then they come back, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, wait you a minute. Shouldn't have been you shouldn't have been working. Then somebody, I would say, if that, Ooh. yeah, if I would have got hurt, and FedEx would have been on the hook to pay yeah. my bills after that. We would have seen somebody would have got fired. permanent return of independent yeah, Rob. Yeah. Well, I would have <laughs> got fired. Cause I, I follow. No, no, no. Them. I mean, like you would have, dude. They would have fucking owed you some money. Yeah. Like if they let you right. go back to work without being medically cleared, right. and you got hurt on their, on their watch. Yeah. Like, dude, that is that's the kind of you yeah. fucking. See, that, that's another thing that Jackie Childs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I got a case. I got a case. <laughs> Get the tobacco companies. Uh, yeah, that's that's a thing that's amazing to me too. Because you know, a corporation that size, they are very good at covering their ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have whole, dude. More, so many of the processes and shit you have to follow are to cover their ass. I'd be shocked what percentage of their man, like money and labor, goes towards the covering Just of their ass. Their ass. <laughs> millions, yes, millions, and not in that instance. Yeah. That's, that's a, crazy. It's such a weird thing. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm like it has to be such a. How many times do they see a note where the doctor left it and you know what I mean? Like right. it, it was kind of a weird note. You know what I mean? It was like no, he's clear to go back to work, but he can't do he's his job. Right. His his restrictions won't let him do his job. I mean, my doctor's trying to be cool because he knows you know, dude, I've already been off work for four months. Right. And I'm just a blue collar <laughs> worker, man. You start being off work for yeah five, six, seven months. Eh? No, I see why he did it. But so you, he, he's trying to be yeah. cool. Yeah, but nine nine hundred and ninety nine plus times out of a thousand, when you read so and so is cleared for work. There's not a like the doctor's already kind of like made that call based on the restrictions that he knows that you can do. So to me, it was a little like, you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought you're going to get an office job. They knew. They don't but, want me. But I'm just saying, though, like I thought that that I thought they were going to look at that. Oh, Rob's cleared to come back to work, but his restrictions won't allow him to do what he was doing: drive a truck and deliver shit. So we're going to stick him on a fucking desk. 
until he's cleared to go back to doing that See, shit. See, they, they won't do that. I've learned that lesson through this company. Yeah. If you get, so it's what it is, if you get hurt at work, they, they have to pay the bill of your short-term disability. They have to pay you to not work. Yeah. So it's better for them to bring you in and give you some bullshit tasks and pay you. Right. It's cheaper. And plus you're being semi-productive. To where if you get hurt on your own time, they don't have to pay it. The insurance company pays your short-term disability. Yeah. And so they're like, no, man, we don't need to give him an office job. Yeah. We don't have to pay him at all. And the right, 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 right. Yeah. So that, that's what it is. So yeah. they're just like, nope. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's what I thought when you told me what the, that your doctor had cleared you, but basically the restrictions he gave you were not wouldn't allow you to do your job, and so that's why you were saying like, dude, there's no way, like they're they're gonna take one look at this and be like, no, dude, you can't come back to work based on this. And, that's uh, I, I do remember thinking that now, like, now that you bring that up, but and after talking to my surgeon the other day, he I guess he was kind of under the impression that I could go back and just drive. Yeah, and somebody else can deliver, deliver stuff. Deliver the stuff, right? I can right. have some, you know, some. Okay, well, see now that again, that makes sense. I could have some grunt riding along with me. Yeah, and I literally just drive and do the paperwork. Yeah, and, and I would and be fine. And he does fine. all the heavy lifting, and yeah. so he was kind of under the impression I could get, make that happen. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, it'd be a pretty sweet gig if I could make that happen, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it doesn't work like that, <laughs> right? So, anyway, so I'm back to my retirement. Till yeah, the end of August, sometime. A few more, yeah, one more time, so. It's crazy. Yeah. So I've never, I haven't been off work this long, and I don't know ever since I've been yeah. fifteen years old, man. Well, I mean, I heard Kevin tell you too when you when you told him, like, and I told you the same thing. Like, I'm kind of, I'm glad, you know, I'm not glad because I know, you know, your your ramen and peanut butter situation. Um, based on your expectations of when you thought you were going back to work, no, that's the motherfucker. But uh, but man, I'm glad because, dude, when I heard you were going back to normal duty, I was like, dude, his it. If his knee makes it out of this, like, and you know, like we said, like you can't roll, well, you know what I mean, and and yet you're going back to like delivering fucking heavy shit, heavy in shit the in the mountains, and also, you know, you told me all sorts of stories about stepping out of your truck and missing the step and having a brake fall out of it, and just yeah, weird shit. So yeah, I'm yeah, I don't. Your knee is glad. I think that it's best, definitely uh, better for your long term progression like some man like 15 years when you still have an acl you know you'll get through the next few weeks I'll be all right, I'll right? Get by. I'll get by. yeah exactly it's not all that bad being off work i got plenty of other shit i can do i guess it's just crazy though because you're you shift your mind you know i was off work for a while and you all of a sudden i had that date oh i'm going back so you, you make that mind shift and i went back i were and dude i jumped right back into the fighter man like i've Busted my ass that first day back. Really, I didn't get home until like eleven o'clock that night. I yeah. put in that fourteen-hour day. Like, all right, back in the swing of things. Like, just okay. Here we go. And I woke up. I didn't think I was going to be going into work Tuesday because the way again, it's such a shit show, man. So there's so many bosses, quote unquote. Because I had like my like the head boss I talked to. He didn't say it in quite so many words. He wasn't real blunt, but he's like, "We need a letter from your surgeon by the end of the day." Basically, right, yeah. On Monday, and I didn't have one. He just didn't respond to me yet. So I called my other boss one Tuesday morning. I was like, "Hey, am I supposed to come into work?" Uh, I was like, "I was told not so many words that if I don't have that letter, I can't come back in." And my my other boss was like, "Yeah, come on in. I need you." He's like, "I haven't seen anything that said you can't." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah." 
So I came in and I worked all day. It's fucking crazy. And I knew, like, I, I probably should have said, hey, dude, I don't think I'm supposed to come in. And I pro- that probably would have been the right thing. I was like, I need to go make some money. <laughs> so I showed up. Yeah, that is, uh, that's interesting. It is interesting. It's such a weird... Like, so when you look at everybody's point of view and their assumptions and you like the world that they lived in, you see it's just a really weird outlier situation that you got caught up in. And uh, there's a lot of those in my life. I tend to think I'm like the common denominator <laughs> for these things. <laughs> for these things, yeah. I get into a lot of these. I there's been so many times in my life I get into situations and people are like, "Oh, that doesn't happen to a lot of people." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I gotta. Lean towards the side that maybe I'm the one who causes these things. Maybe you're manifesting it. Your vibrational energy is set to attract these things. Wait, and that's why just I get don't weird, know it. weird people talking to me in public and shit. Right, that's right. We have talked about all the unsolicited attention. That was conversation to draw. That was. The, did you see the title of this week's episode that came out? Oh no, no, no. what was I, it? I, I titled it "Unsolicited Social Interactions." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I forgot the title of that when it popped up on my podcast app this morning. I was like, "Oh yeah, that That's is really funny." Cool. Yep. That's, maybe we should change the name of our podcast. <laughs> unsolicited social unsolicited interactions. social interactions with Rob and James. <laughs> That's basically what <laughs> an hour full of unsolicited bullshit. Yes. Half baked advice. People tune in for jujitsu and, get and they this shit. barely never get, ever get it. Barely ever Bro. get jujitsu talk. <laughs> Gotta make it to the end. We're like the fucking the the jujitsu is like the the movie, and you get to the fucking credits, and at the end of the credits, they've got like the little little mini clip that they made everybody sit around the whole shit, the whole thing for. Yep. Like that's how we use jujitsu. It's it's like the post credit mini movie <laughs> that we use to get people to in. get people to sit through all this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways it's only semi working they've been warned they know by now they know by now we're fucking 90 episodes in that's right our 200 fans are they gotta know what they're we got more for. than that that's only on Podbean yeah we don't we don't know, know our iTunes <laughs> a lot of people most if you look at too it'll show on our stats like the where people listen yeah what devices or what platforms they listen to our nonsense on I think a good percentage of it is um, Apple Podcast. Huh. And so, and, God damn, your dog stinks. <laughs> yeah, I'll, fucking angry. I'll clear you out, bro. <laughs> the first time I didn't say nothing. The second time, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, we're going to have to kick him out, dude. I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> fucking A. I don't even know what I lost with Trey Dog. Fuck. Ah, what the hell, man? You guys been feeding him sourdough bread now, huh? I know. He's yeah. got a healthy bio biome. Kick that biome. It's hot in here. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw the window open. Here's Get some airflow going. What? Yeah, what the fuck? What are we talking about? I don't even know. That zapped the fucking steam right out of me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, you got some notes over there. I got a few here, dude. Um, the fuck? Oh, that's right. We were at, at the track today. And um, Shallow and I came up with a, a way of ranking runners. It's a spectrum. It's the, it's the FF and the SF, the fast fuck and the slow fuck. So you've got a fast fuck on the team and you've got a slow fuck. 
and everybody else falls somewhere in between. It's a spectrum. But that's your ranking that's system. That's your ranking system? Yeah, yeah. I was watching like the cross country kids. They were running around the track. And you can tell the dude, he's like, fast takes buck. it seriously. He's the fast buck. That's what I said. I was like, oh, that, it's like, that's the fast buck right there. <laughs> and Shiloh looks over at another kid and goes, well, that must be the slow fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the kid lagging behind. Yeah. Oh, she didn't him. say fuck. It's funny. She won't cuss. I was like, you know, the FF. That's the FF over there. That's the fast buck. And then she goes, well, that must be the SF. And I'm like, oh, man. It's like, there you go. We've got our spectrum. That's awesome. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I just thought you'd appreciate it. I do the, appreciate that. The fast fuck and slow fuck spectrum. Yeah. So, you don't want to be the slow fuck. You don't want to be the slow fuck. It's <laughs> no good. No. So, anyways, there's that. Um, man, you know, I got a note here. We've talked about it a bit. The, like, horizontal versus vertical loading. Like, basically, the... The, the shit we've been playing around with with having the band attached to the wall mm-hmm. and then wrapped around our hips and how just that's really highlighting the difference between producing force up and down versus like producing force horizontally. horizontally yeah forward and backward and that the yeah that band really <clears throat> highlights how you can be pretty good at producing force up and down and not really be projecting force forward and back and mm-hmm. so just that assumption that we get like oh i'm doing squats i'm doing deadlifts i'm doing lunges and that it's uh you know working towards helping you um run faster. yeah run faster or just really like anything other than like just moving up and down i just look emoting like moving is projecting your center of gravity along the horizontal plane and it's like only a vertical jump up and down is like where you're only moving in the vertical plane and like usually you've got some horizontal movement involved even in fucking you know jujitsu and stuff and so uh so yeah that that uh training that it's something that, again I, I keep coming across these things and i'm like fuck dude we're like traditional ways of doing this shit is missing out on some stuff i think that's part <clears throat> of one of big joe defranco's arguments for the sled i, I think it's defranco if I remember right, I think he's the big yeah, sled guy. The sled guy, yeah. Uh, he's big on it, and then I think that's got, yeah. I've heard him talk about it the same way. He's like, you know, I got to get guys faster at moving forward. You know, yes. I got to improve the forty time for the combine. Getting them to push weight straight up, yeah, we might gain on it a little bit. You know, we get some strength or something. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. But I got to get them faster moving forward. So you know yeah. what does that? Moving fucking forward. Moving forward. <laughs> so yes. that's why he's big on pushing the sled. Yeah. You know, you're backpedaling with the sled. You know, yep. like, you know, for defensive backs. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that the sled is uh, definitely a great tool. I think underlies tool, underutilized tool. The problem with the sled, though, is that you have to have the space. It's a production. Y- yeah, it's it is, man. It's, yeah. it's a specialty piece of equipment. It's only good. Like, there's a lot of different things you can do it but it's only good for that you know like bands you can use them for regular reps you can use them for isometrics you can right. hook them up around the hips to, to train this vertical loading like we're talking or yeah horizontal loading like we're talking about so it makes it more accessible i think like what we're doing with getting the band attached to the wall and then putting it around our hips is uh makes this horizontal loading way more accessible than relying on the the sled pushes and stuff, which are great if you have access to it. But I, I got I have a sled and I have to get creative. I think I might uh, <clears throat> go to Lowe's and buy a big strip of 
fake grass. Right. That's what, what you got to do, like and turf. And roll it down my driveway. Because mm-hmm. you can buy like a six foot wide piece. Yeah. And you know, buy 20 foot of it or something, whatever, 30 foot of it. Yeah. And I can string it out down my driveway. Because mm-hmm. I pushed it up and down my driveway. It, it's it's super loud. Scratches you just tell it's just, just not good for it's it. like, nah, right, this isn't good. This isn't sustainable. No. And I can do it. You know, I, I have those black mats in my garage, mm-hmm. in my garage gym. It pushes on that nicely, you know, but my garage is only so big. But I, I mean, and I have a sled to where you can swap the handles real fast. Yeah. So you can push the sled from one side to the other side. Yeah. So I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll go from one edge of my garage to the other. I'll, I'll kick the garage door open so I got a little more space. And then it's super quick just to boom, you pop the handles out, pop on the other side, push the other way. Yeah. And so you got you just, just short push, boom, short push. That's not ideal. Right. But again, it's a production. Yeah. You know, it's not a super... Uh, it's not like a sandbag that you can use for or bands that you can use for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, spend the money on a sled. You know, yeah, if you don't have a garage gym, With it's space, really tough yeah. for space. You know, like, yeah, you got to have like specific space to yeah. use it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's one thing that's, that's like the one piece of equipment that I'll tell anyone, oh man, that thing's fucking awesome. But I've never owned one and I've never like outside of just being at a gym that had them and used right. them. I've never like really used them in a sustained you know, progressive way, um, just because I've never had the opportunity in the space and all that other stuff. But, uh, I didn't really appreciate that horizontal loading as much, but yeah, the bands, um, are good. Man, do you, do you remember the old, I forget what the hell it was called, but it was like, it was a rope in a cylinder and, and, and then you could use it, you know, like, like you could do curls with it and like you could set like the tension on like how hard the rope would come out and man it was billed as like uh like the astronauts used it right because it was a it was a it was a way of producing tension that wasn't reliant on gravity man i don't remember that at all no no yeah well i'll have to i'll have to show you um the uh what the fuck anyways i'll uh i'll look i'll figure it out um but yeah no when i was i remember when i was a kid it was one of the first things i remember like doing curls with and shit like my dad had one but that was what it was, you know, one of the things it was developed for was that zero G, um, strength training stuff. But it, uh, was used now it's, it's a uh, guy's, um, kind of repurposed it for training with track athletes. And again, like I didn't really, first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, but weird, but it's the same thing. Like the parachutes are the same idea. You see that, but yeah, he'll like, you know, load this thing and set the tension and you're running with this fucking like rope coming out behind you and oh. So, anyways. yeah, I can't even picture it. I've seen a lot of ridiculous workout shit in my time. I've seen a new one lately that uh, advertisement popped up on YouTube. I think it's, it's got a stupid name, something <laughs> like the Chest Blaster or something. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> it's a, I, I can't remember what the name is, but it's, it's for push-ups. Oh, wait a minute. It's got the different positions or whatever? I don't know if you can change your hand position, but I think that it's claim to fame. So it's like a track. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's a four-foot-long track, and it's got a handle on there, so you got your hands in, like, a neutral position, yeah. and so you do a push-up, and then you can, like, slide your hands all the way together, right. slide them back out, and yeah. do the push-up. Yeah, it's got the track, it's you got have the, to do, like, the fly Right, you kind, you kind of do, like, a fly at the top yes. of the push-up, or the bottom, whatever. Yeah, so you can blast the inner pec, dude. Yeah. You can bring out the striations in that inner pec. Six more... 56% more chest activation is what they were claiming. God dang, dude. <laughs> I saw that commercial on you. I had to watch the whole commercial. It was fucking great. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's a... 
That's a good one. I saw one the other day with, because uh, you know, um, like the, the hip lift, um, oh, what, the, the, the hip thrusts, mm-hmm. right? Like, a, like the bridge thrust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we used to call them bridge on bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just got your back right. on a bench doing a bridge, and, and then, you know, uh, Brett Contreras like popularized the, them right. as, as the hip thrust. And then traditionally you would use like a barbell, but he's got like he's got a, like a machine a whole thing. fucking yeah line yeah. of machines that do it. Right. And um, man, I saw one that was knocking off. You could tell like dude, it's just some straight up like Chinese knockoff company. And you know they, they have a, a a picture or video of somebody like doing a doing it on one of those expensive machines. And then they've got them like with their back on a chair doing it, and it's this nylon strap. That goes down and then it'll you can attach it to dumbbells. So dumbbells hang off of either end. So it allows you to do like kind of a loaded one. And the thing that cracked me up is said it even works with water bottles. <laughs> it it's called it's called get a booty on a budget. Is that what it is? what it was yeah, a term. Get That's a booty awesome. on a budget. I forget what the name was, but it, that was their their catch was like, you know, here's this you can use these expensive machines or you can use this cheap nylon strap that you can attach water bottles to. It's nothing more than like a to- like a tie-down strap almost. Pretty much, man, yeah. Just hook it to something. Yeah. Oh, God, it was funny, man. But, uh, yeah, there's some ridiculous stuff. I love, I love stuff. seeing those, dude, when I come across them. It cracked me up. Yeah. The chest, I wanted to say it was called the chest blaster. I was laughing my ass off of that commercial. Yeah, I've seen that thing. I think I've seen that. Because they, they do have another one where you can change, it's got different, like the handles that's come the, out and you can, it's got different uh, holes. That's the perfect push-up? No, 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 the one? perfect push-up was one that you could rotate. It All had right. the rotating handles. And this one is actually like a, think like a, it's like a pegboard. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's down and then yeah. you can put the handles yep. in different positions and do your push-ups and right. like target different shit I've that saw, way. I've seen that one too. So I thought that's what you were talking about for a second. But no, I've, I've seen the track slide one. one. Slides. God, that's good, man. The commercial's funny. <laughs> like some jacked older black guy and it's funny the commercial starts out it shows him doing it and he talks about it and then like two minutes into the commercial he's like oh you must be serious about building a bigger chest if you're still watching and then he keeps going into the commercial I just started dying laughing well they gotta give you confirmation man yeah. like hey you're still here you must be serious you must be selling me you must things. be serious man that is uh that's funny dude I love shit like that I know fitness world is it's just never, it's an unending source of amusement. Yep. Frustration too, but definitely some amusement watching these fucking people. So, anyways, yes. but yeah, man, that, so the, that horizontal loading, I just, that, uh, I've been doing just simple stuff with it. We were talking a little bit, just like the, the up-downs where you go from like a, a tall kneeling position, step one foot up to a half kneeling position, step the other foot up so that you're talling. 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 So you're standing. <laughs> talling. Jesus I like Christ. talling, dude. Why are you talling? Sit down. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> so, and then, you, then, you, then you anti-talling back down. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was around the hips. And that's like, dude, I'm watching people do that. And, uh, oh, and doing like a kneeling hinge too. Like getting the, the getting people down to the tall kneeling and then just have them do a hinge. And because you take that lower leg out, so now they can't push the knees forward. Like you can't squat it. And well, you can. Some of the kids I was working with, I didn't know you could screw that up quite so badly until you watch like 10 year old kids try to do it. And uh, but um, yeah, because they're still 
trying to learn figure their the fucking body, body figure out. They don't give a shit anyway. By the time they figure the body out, they grow. Yeah. They refigure it. Like, yeah. It. it was fun. Yeah, it was the, the, that, that clinic. Mm-hmm. I had some of the, some kids at a clinic and I was having them do that kneeling hinge and like, it was funny. I'm like, wait a minute, man. I'm like, butt back, chest down. And they would either I'm like... trying to think of how you screw up a kneeling hinge. Dude, so you either do this, you're like this and you do this. Oh. Okay, so you just sit back without letting the chest come down at all. Okay. Or you lean forward and, and you're like... Trying to do like a with, hand. Kind of with the band, like <laughs> yeah. holding you up. Uh, you know? Okay. And so like I couldn't get him to stop <laughs> doing it. It was like he, he would either like, all right, you need, no, it was like, no, 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 you need to sit your butt back. Sit your butt back. So then you sit back you do this. Right. And then he'd be like, no, no, you need to get your chest down. He'd be like, this. <laughs> you need to get your butt back and your chest down. And it was like... It wasn't working. It was not happening. Um, which is fine, you know. God, I was. Uh, I told Kelly after that that clinic because it was pretty wide range of age of kids. I mean, I think like probably the youngest kid was I'm gonna guess like eight or nine, you know. And the oldest kid, I mean, you you've met like Ardith and some of the older kids. I mean, they're teenager ish, fourteen ish, right? So pretty big age range, ability range, movement stuff, and so. How many kids did? There was eight of them. Oh, wow. Eight, and then Z was there, too. Z was fucking doing it all. He was hilarious. He's like, he wanted to do it. He was doing the kneeling hinge and the step-ups and stuff. That's awesome. And then going out and riding his bike with us. And um, <laughs> But, yeah, man, I told Kiela, I was like, the old James would have freaked out. Old James would have lost his shit. Because, you know, they're not doing it right, quote-unquote, right. And I get used to, like... I don't know, it's hard, because I know it's like, I used to, the whole, like, dude, if you're going to do something, we were talking about it earlier, if you're going to do something, do it right. Like, that, I feel the same way. It's like, and, and, but it's, like, it's really weird. You have to learn how to um, pick your battles with that mm-hmm. and temper it, because if you just apply that to everything, because to me, I do, and you just got to realize not everyone thinks that way. And so there are times when you do need to do that, but man, you apply that to everything and you can really drive a lot of people away. Be an asshole. Yeah, be an asshole. And then no one's listening to your message and then it's not accomplishing anything. So just I, the jujitsu, like coaching jujitsu has uh, helped me so much as a coach because I've learned the value of the term or whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you a move. <laughs> And then I'm going to let you do it or whatever what I just said means to you. And then we'll give it a shot. Go from there. there. We'll go from there. Right. Nobody's, there's, you know, nobody's going to die. No kittens are going to die if you don't do it perfect the first time. So it's okay. But, uh, yeah, that's not how it used to be, man. It was like, you got to do it right. Come on. What's wrong with you? You're not (laughs) thinking, you know, you don't care. Do it right. (laughs) You don't care. You don't care. You're not listening to me. I'm telling you how to fucking do it right. Yeah. So, but anyways, that was uh, that was fun. But the yeah, you can screw up a kneeling hinge. That's another thing I've learned is that when you say like you can't screw this up, Somebody someone will take it as a personal challenge. Yeah. So someone can always find a way to I've screw anything up. When you're teaching a move, you know, jujitsu or workout type stuff. <laughs> yes. When you when you get to something, you you think okay, you can't really screw this up. No. Nah. Somebody will do that a different way than you could ever envision. Like oh. Dude, watching one of the kids in the kids' class auger his face into the ground three times in a row trying to do a cartwheel just really <laughs> highlighted that. You know, never got his hands down to try and stop it. It was like... No self-preservation. No self-preservation. Ta- you know, I really thought, like, you can't screw... Like, 
how can you screw a car? I know you can't do his cartwheel right, but you're not gonna. But you're not gonna him. get hurt, right? Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're you gonna go over. for it. You're gonna fall over. You're gonna do like a half-ass somersault. Like, you can't hurt yourself doing it. Uh, trying to cartwheel, and then I'm watching this kid. He's fucking crying. He's like, he starts. He's starting to cry. It hurts. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. What is going on here, man? He was just like looking at the ground and he was just like, wham! <laughs> it was the wildest thing I've ever it's seen, like, well, man. Put your hands down. Put like, your hands down. Why, like, wham! Why would you just throw your face into the ground? Dude. Anyways, if I told you whose kids it were, you'd know why. But uh, anyways. You have to tell me after we hit after, stop. After we hit stop. <laughs> I hate to put kids on blast. I'll put adults on blast all fucking all day, day long. But again, it's not, you notice I said it's not the kid. If you know whose kid it was, it will make sense. So kids are usually a reflection of their parents to a large degree. Yep. So <laughs> a lot like dogs, you know. <laughs> they, like you can tell a lot about a person, about, you know, the personality the dog of dogs behaves, and shit. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you can. You can. How they make them behave or not or what, you know. Interact with interact, them and how yeah. they interact. It's, uh, if you know what you're looking for, you definitely can. Yeah. But same thing with kids, man. Yeah, it is definitely true with kids. So, all right. What, uh, what else I got here? I got, um, how's your Musashi book coming? Good. It's a good book, man. I'm only, uh, 250, 300 pages in, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. That's a big book. It's like a thousand page book and it's packed in there like single space right 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 yeah each page is full there's There's no pictures there ain't no no pictures it ain't big type dude I mean there's a few pages that where they start a new section (laughs) right they got a title you'll get a relief because it'll be like like a a quarter page page or half a page yeah but besides that it's packed in there that's a big read it's good though I really like it I remember that man it was really entertaining it was really well done and like I said, like I, had, I think I'd read a bunch of his history before I read that, and so it was, it was entertaining because it gave, you know, some life to like these kind of historical, like kind of more dry historical facts that I had been reading about. So that's it's kind of where I'm at. Like I know, I, I know a fair amount about Masashi. You yeah. know, I've read, I've read the book of Five Rings, and you, you know, you and I talked about it. I've read, and I've read some other things about it. Yeah. So I'm not going in completely blind. And yeah, so then reading this, you're like, oh, that's where that came from, or that's yeah. where that came from. But yeah, it's good. Dude. I, I look forward to it, man, because my reading habits, I spend 30 minutes every morning reading, and then whenever I go to bed at night, I read before I go to sleep. You know, sometimes it ends up being an hour or two, sometimes it's 10 minutes because I fall asleep, whatever it is. But yeah. I look forward to my reading times. And, and I usually, I have a couple books going, you know, like my morning read will be more my little bit difficult read like if I'm trying to read some Nietzsche or something ridiculous yeah. uh, and then my evening will be the Masashi or something a little more entertaining and relaxing I like this book so much it's both yeah. and it's a big book so I'm like oh fuck it I like it so I'm just reading that both morning and night nice man it's good yeah it's good. I'm glad you're liking it yeah I found it entertaining so but uh, that's probably part of the reason why I wanted to talk about being a martial artist in all areas of life. I know, man. You start immersing yourself in Musashi's world a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, putting yourself in that world and then seeing that nonsense at Disneyland, and I was just like, yep. what the fuck is going on around here? Hell yeah, dude. So, uh, I got a couple bro science things that I found that were interesting. Nice. So, 
Um, Where do you find all these? Do you go to like broscience.com? And I do, man. Is there a website that is broscience.com? No, 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 no. <laughs> I go to PubMed. We need to create that. Broscience.com. Dude, I wonder if probably... It's I'm gotta sure. exist. Right, somebody's got it. It's got to. But, uh, yeah, no, I go to PubMed and just type in like strength training or different right. keywords and see what studies come up. And then, like I said, the bro science is more just like me going like, oh, this is what I think that this means for like you on a practical level. But one, uh, I found a study, there's actually quite a few studies on, um, and on uh, the blood flow restriction mm-hmm. training. Yeah, occlusion training. Occlusion training, yeah. So like, in, it's, it's usually a low load, right? Like you're not doing one rep maxes with it. So you're doing like usually less than 50% of your one RM um, with the restricted blood flow or occlusion, whatever you want to call it. And so what they were doing was the, the I found one study that was like a review of a bunch of other studies and that were looking at it versus just traditional high load strength training. Like, is it better or is it just different? And so uh, what they found is it's just that um, for strength, that it doesn't increase your strength, that high load strength training does increase your strength. But from a muscle uh, hypertrophy standpoint, they're the same. Yeah, so I, I always thought it was for more for you know muscle building. You know, yeah. Hypertrophy. Right, but see, it was just it was more of like you know is it you know better or is it you know if you just do high load strength training are you going to build muscle? And so I guess like again like that kind of stuff, um, I would consider that to be like a um, like a higher level technique or method, you know, a more advanced training method. You know, like I wouldn't say, hey man, if you've been working out for a year or two, like let's look into this occlusion training thing. You know, if you've been working out for ten years and you're looking for something that can, you know, give you another little edge, then spending some time with that, especially if hypertrophy is one of your your main goals, then I can see that being uh, good. But I guess I saw it because it's it's starting to get more popular and like anything that you know, people are starting to, I think, uh, like I said, like misuse it a little bit because you've got people who just need to focus on getting fucking stronger who are starting to do this. Wrapping bands around Yeah, wrapping bands around their biceps and doing curls and shit. And it's like, dude, you would actually get, like, it's not giving you more muscle growth than just regular, traditional, high-load strength training. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean, I would say, especially if you're a fucking jiu-jitsu athlete, you should avoid it like the plague. Uh, unless you're trying to move up a weight class but even then it's like dude to increase your weight without increasing your strength you just decrease your strength to weight ratio which is no that, that's one of the number one factors of in a weight class based sport it's yeah, not a good idea not a good idea mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah definitely something more for our bodybuilding brethren which uh dude on a side note i watched generation iron three i haven't seen it yet haven't seen that one you've watched the like seen, the other two yeah you know, obviously the the first one. Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen number two. I just had I haven't seen number three yet. I remember you texted me the other night when you were watching it. Dude, it's good. You said you were out there doing curls watching it's fucking, it. It's good. I know. Every time I watch that <laughs> know, shit, dude, you're just it. like, I love this meathead yeah, I shit. Know, I, I don't do. know why. I, know. I don't There's know why. In me that digs it. God, yeah, just going into the fucking gym and just doing battle with yourself to try to pump up your pecs. It sounds <laughs> it's so gay, but it's so fucking it's awesome, awesome, man. It's fucking awesome. So awesome. But yeah, it was that was uh it was interesting because I was wondering, like, man, where's this angle going? 
And really a lot of it was looking at bodybuilding internationally and how internationally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did start watching that. Yeah, that's, that's right. where. That's right. I didn't finish watching it because they went over, they were like in Dubai or something. Yeah. It opened up. Over like in China. China, yeah, yeah. And yeah, a bunch of uh, India. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Kai Green guy was like on a fucking going around the world and just talking about how like, dude, over here we're treated like rock stars. Yep. And I go over in the United States, like nobody knows who the fuck I am. They don't care. And, did uh, you know that that fucking monster, Kai Green, right? Did you know he became an IFBB pro and was winning pro shows before he ever got on the sauce? Like, he just had the genetics. Yeah. And he was working out hard. And he was doing really good. And then I forget, I, re- I heard the story in an interview. Uh, I forget what pro bodybuilder they started becoming friends with. He'd, he'd see him on the circuit. And, he, you know, he wasn't winning. He was showing up and placing, but... Yeah. And uh, his, one of his competitors was like, well, what's your cycle like? What kind of gear do you want? He's like, I'm not. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, I've never fucking touched it in my life. <laughs> and he was a gorilla. He's, and then, then he's like, okay, I guess I got Because to compete at that level, you got to yeah. get on some gear. Yeah. You're yeah, going to. Yeah. Gonna. And then he got on some gear. But he made it that far and was just a freak. Huh. Without any gear. That's the legend, huh? There's a few of them like that. No, the, I believe it, man. I think there's a few of them like that. Dude, to get an IBJJF, to win an IBJJF IFB, Open... IFBB, sorry. Yeah, to win one of those, like an Open, to get your pro card, you got to win the Open class. Right. Which means that you got to win... And that's like the fucking the gorillas. It's like the fucking sauce monkeys. And uh, <laughs> and so and it, and that means that you got to not only win your weight class, but then everybody who wins their weight class goes for the overall, right. and you got to win the overall to get your IBJJF Pro Card, IFBB, whatever IFBB. the body your bodybuilding Pro Card, right? And uh, um, so yeah, man, that's that is god dang to do that naturally. It is, goes to show you that there's different tough, genetics, man. Yeah. There's oh, there's way out. different genetics. Way different genetics, but yeah, I mean, but all of those guys, there's no one who got their pro card who didn't look fucking ridiculous before they ever started doing juice. Right. I mean, that's just—it's a prerequisite. Like you're gonna be, even like, do you look like fucking Dorian Yates now? Like he is tiny compared to what he used to be, but he's still he's still a pretty fucking good sized dude. Like compared to a normal guy, he's not a normal guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's got, and he still looks fucking good. Like muscles are good and shit. And so, yeah, you got genetics definitely play a role. But, uh, dude, yeah, that was a fucking. Um, anyways, that was it was interesting watching that. And then they really got into the the fitness competitors. And um, yeah, man, those chicks are freaking like athletes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not because they have the a lot of their score. Like seventy percent of their score is the like their routine. So like they have the they bikini, do like, kind of like a dance gymnastics type. Yeah, routine man. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those, I mean, they basically are like a gymnastics routine. Like if you don't have a background in in gymnastics or something like that, and you know, being a professional dancer or whatever, it's almost like don't don't bother don't bother coming to play because you got to be able to do some ridiculous shit. So, uh, but yeah, I was thinking about you though because the girl who won had a torn ACL, she- so she won the fucking Mr. Olympia fitness. Uh, competition with a torn ACL but um, yeah they were following her she was one of the girls they were following she had to like redo her routine because she tore it like in training and so she had to completely redo her routine to kind of hide 
and compensate for it, but ended up pulling it off. So it was, uh, anyways, give me a new respect for those chicks. They fucking work hard. Yeah, it's not easy, man. It's not easy, man. Yeah, I know. It's we a lot like... of work. I mean, it's not not my thing, you no. know, to try to be a bodybuilder. Obviously, no. I have jeans for it. Or no, no, no. I, no. Just, I respect the hell out of it, man. They, yeah, dude, it's a lot of fucking work. Yep. It's a ton of work to get, you know, to look like that in and out of the gym. Most of it's out of the gym. Yeah. It's the, it's the sacrifices you're making outside of the gym. Because you're only working out for so long. I mean, yeah. It's, that, it's, that, that's what a lot of people don't realize. And I think that's what one of the things that I respect the most about it is the people that compete in that. I don't like, it's weird to call them athletes to me, you know, because it's, it's, it's not really a, an athletic competition. No, yeah. It's almost like calling a golfer an athlete. Yeah, I would it's call those fitness competitors athletes. Right, right, but you know, just the straight up bodybuilders. Yeah, you straight up bodybuilders, it, dude. It is the it's the dedication out of the gym that it's what separates them. Yeah, you know, it's it's all the not going to social engagements. You know, Pat. You know, when you do show up to cook out at a friend's house, you're bringing your Tupperware. You're not eating whatever. Not a fun else. guy to hang out with. No, no one <laughs> wants to hang out with you. You're not you're you're not partaking in all the other shit. You know, your life revolves around that. Yeah. And you, I, I've listened to quite a few interviews with some of those guys. He's like, yeah, man, when you're balls deep in competition season, you know, or even a career, like, it's a very selfish endeavor. Yeah. And very disciplined endeavor to to do it. Yeah. So, it's, it's like that fucking pretty much anything at, at a high level. At a super high level, really. Yeah. Is. Dude, the bodybuilders are just, they're just squeezing every, because the only thing they have to compete with is, like, there's no, you know, I guess there's some skill and, and stuff, definitely with, like, your posing and right. things like that. But for the most part, it's like, dude, it's your, your body is your, the only tool. Like, you got to push that thing to absolute limits. limits. Yeah. That it's just, yeah. Anyways, it takes a lot of fucking dedication. It's cool. So, so the, what I found, I found these other two studies that were, they kind of talked about, they were good highlights about, like, specificity of training. Like training different ways produces different results, and then do those results line up with what you're looking for? And so one of them was looking at doing high intensity uh, intervals after strength training, which is pretty common, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people finish off they do strength training and then they and finish do a off with or something. yeah, 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 jumping on a bike or whatever and hitting your Tabata intervals or some sort of high intensity interval. And so the, they were looking at how does this affect? Does this affect your strength? Um, negatively to do that and so it was it uh, I found it interesting because they found that there wasn't any effect on strength that doing the high intensity intervals actually increased the aerobic capacity and capitalization like your your capillaries like Mm -hmm. the more uh, veins basically in the muscles Um, so increased that unsurprisingly but what was interesting was that doing the intervals after strength training it decreased the rate of force development so basically, you weren't it, it, it decreased the power while in, increasing your aerobic uh, side, and so there's a little bit of a trade off there, which again makes sense. Makes sense, makes sense, right? But it's uh, you know I don't know. Like I said I just found it kind of interesting. Like okay, well there, there's a difference there. So if you're if you're a power athlete or you happen to you know identify that power is something that you need to be working on to improve, then you don't want to be doing your high intensity nope. intervals after training. You want to be doing them separately, or, or you know whatever the maybe not even maybe, maybe not, not at even all. at all, yeah. right? If power is really your your sole um, thing, but uh, 
But yeah, I think for jujitsu athletes, most jujitsu athletes that uh, do inner intervals after your strength training is fine because mm-hmm. you know we have a very isometric uh, strength and you know like power. Your rate of force development isn't a giant factor um, on the mats, whereas like your strength and your you know aerobic capacity and capillarization, like how well you can get blood flow through your muscles and stuff, is so. Anyways, yeah. just fucking found that interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And then this other one was looking at uh, muscle activity and damage from supersets. So basically they had two exercises for a muscle group. So it was uh, two exercises for your delt and two exercises for your quad. And the difference was is the superset was both exercises for the delt were done back to back and then the exercises for the quad were done back to back or you had separated where you did a delt and then a quad and then a delt and then a quad. You know, and then they just looked at uh, what was the difference in, in muscle activation and damage from that. And what they found was that the the muscle activation and damage was uh, significantly higher in the superset group. In the two... Yep, doing them back-to-back. Back, doing back-to-back. Back, yep. Two quad exercises back-to-back. Back. Yep, and two delt exercises. that You saw more muscle activation and you saw... More damage. Uh, more muscle damage. Creatine kinase is what how they, they measure... Uh, muscle damage and determine that but uh, yeah they, they produced a higher level of, of that marker and then had higher levels of that marker five days afterwards so they basically determined that even after five days the muscles hadn't recovered from the superset exercises whereas they had from the separate they call it separated um, exercise group and so again it's kind of one of those you know, wow, okay. Like, you know, there's so much of this shit when you hear it, you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. Like, kind of, almost like, duh, but I hadn't really thought about it. But if you don't really think about it. Yeah, hadn't really thought about it. So again, like, implications are, you know, again, if you're hypertrophy, right, or uh, whatever, then the supersets are probably a better way to go. But if you're not trying to add muscle size and you're trying to use strength training and minimize the muscle damage, then you want to avoid doing back-to-back exercises on a muscle group. You want to have at least another exercise separating it before you go back. So, I mean, I would even say like, you know, doing like squats and deadlifts. So doing like a lunge exercise and then doing like a deadlift exercise back-to-back would would kind of fall under that. that like really, as a jiu-jitsu athlete, you'd probably do better trying to alternate between like upper body and that's, lower that, body. That's exactly what I was just going to say is, I would separate it. You know, we always talk about if you got your push, pull, your hinge, and your squat. Maybe do like your push and your squat together, and then you pull and your yep. hinge, or you know, whatever. But yeah, so basically, you're separating upper body and lower body. Yeah, you're gonna be better off doing that. Yeah, I, my, that's uh, actually that's how I train most of the time. Right. I'll I'll separate them like that. Me too. Instinctively, yeah. you Instinctively, kind of figure that makes out. Sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially since we're not seeking that muscle soreness. No. But that's why the bodybuilders do that. like that. Yeah. Do that because you're going to be sore, more sore, sore from that kind of work. Especially if you're doing like a tri-set or a quad set. <laughs> and you're just fucking just blasting it. Yeah, whatever you can to just keep that. You gotta get the pump. Gotta blast that muscle into, into uh, submission or whatever it is. So, um but yeah, yeah, like I said, I just kind of thought those were kind of uh, interesting. Just again, just speaks to the specificity of training. Like specific inputs give specific outputs. And if you're going into training and you're just like throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks, like have fun, good luck. 
but unfortunately that's like the CrossFit style training. Like it's what a lot of that is. It's, it, it looks cool and it makes you breathe hard and it looks great on your Instagram posts. But when you really break it down and you're looking at it and you're like, well, is the adaptation that you are getting from this what you want? And a lot of times, like I said last time, you end up with a fucking weakness and cardio program, not a strength and conditioning program because of that. So, um, yeah, know, know what the fuck you're trying to accomplish and what you're doing. And have a plan. Yeah, have a plan, man. Make sure you're trying to, yeah, make sure your plan is moving you towards that goal. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just doing a bunch of random shit. Yeah, is it lined up? It's like, okay, this is my goal and this is what this workout is delivering. Like, do they line up? And a lot of people's frustration comes from, like, they don't. You know, like you're like what you're gonna get from this CrossFit style workout is not lining up with what you want as a jujitsu athlete, and so, um, anyways, we just keep beating on that dead horse. It's easy. Any opportunity it's we can. Slow hanging fruit. I came across a good study, kind of change the subject on us, but uh, they did a study on states that have legalized weed because yeah. a, lot, a lot of people that. Uh, uh, object to it mm -hmm. you know one of their fucking arguments is oh kids are going to smoke more weed yeah kids are going to do it right that's you always hear that well they have found the exact opposite is the true right is, is that almost uh i forget what the number was but there was you know significant percentage decrease in high school students that use weed now due to the fact that it's legal in all the legal states yeah because it's now it's more regulated. there's no black market it, yeah the, it, it takes it's, it's, it, it, it black, black market, market takes a hit it's shrunk yeah, significantly. And because black market, you're you weed dealer on the corners, not carding anybody. Not carding anybody. But you go to a dispensary, yeah, they card you fucking twice. Twice. <laughs> Every dispensary you go into, or here yep. in Colorado, you get carded as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah. And then once you go into the area where you can you actually make some purchases, you gotta, they they double check your ID. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I forget we were talking about that earlier. I forget who what interview I was listening to. Um, but he was, they were saying something like that. Like somebody had that epiphany, like, fuck, you know, like alcohol, it, like no one's going to risk their business license to sell alcohol to a minor, nope. but you fucking, you have no business license. Like you don't give a fuck who you're selling to. Like you're going to sell as a kid. That's what it was. If somebody had come up and asked him if he could buy beer, buying beer. And, and he was like, no. And, uh, and then the kids were like, okay, well, we can go get weed in the park. Or, or, or whatever it was and it was like well wait a minute like yeah he can just go to the park like no one's it's easy no, to no get it there beer. no one's selling beer in the park. yeah yeah no one's selling beer in the park because <laughs> this is where it's at and I think I think what happened you know because there was a crossover time you're gonna see that because right. in, in states where it's not legal there is a well established healthy black market and then you introduce the 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 um, the, the legal market and there's an overlap period where you've got both of these guys operating and i i wouldn't be surprised that in that that initial interim period that there wasn't a little bit of influx of just kind of weed into the system right you know uh and so some of that may be finding its way into some more kids hands but eventually the black market starts to die off well and, you're, and, and, you're, and they stabilize you're a perfect example of that yeah you know how long did did you go before you started, you know, going to the dispensary? Yeah. You kept going to your lady. Yep. And then one day I finally got you to go in there and you're like, oh. Oh, man. This now is, I see. You can't, com yeah, it's you just, can't, you the black market can't, can't compete anymore. can't compete. No, it, it can't compete. Nope. And so it's, uh, yeah, so, the black so market dies off. you got that period off. to where people shift. Yep. Like, why would I go to the store? I got, you know, I can go to my lady. Like, 
Okay. Yep. But you can go get better weed, better prices. Yeah. Way more different options of products. But there was a period where she, where her where when it became legal, it definitely hurt her business at first because at first. now it was easier for her to get high quality weed, and there was right. more of it. And so, but yeah, eventually. That was a short window. Yep. That's a that's a real small window. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I can see that, but that's yeah, it doesn't make sense, man. If you want to keep something out of kids' hands, you you legalize, you it, legalize it and you regulate it so that there is a fucking barrier and and there's a legal like um, motivation for people to keep it out of uh, kids' hands. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think part of it too, you would have to assume is that it's not as cool for teenagers anymore. Yeah. You know, because mom and dad and. You know, all old people all are fucking people smoking are so it. I know. Clean, you know, so it's not nearly as cool. It's I know. Not, it's not so rebellious. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You would think that might be part of it, but yeah. You know. No, man. It's. Uh, yeah, it's I came across it again. That was one of those studies. Like, yeah, duh. But it's it's good for those. You know. <laughs> the problem is though, is you'll find a study that'll tell you something. Yeah, you know, traffic good. fatalities or yeah. or something like that, and, and it's like it's tough. I just speaking of which, I'm like. Somehow the fucking Kratom story has gotten in my news feed because I clicked on one or two of them. And, you know, new study, you know, uh, declares Kratom a public health hazard or some shit like that. And basically these fucking morons, have, they went through calls to the Poison Control Center. So I, I've seen this. You've seen this, right? So these are self-reported, self-diagnosed situations. Right. And they're, you know, saying, well, look, you know, there's been a surge in, you know, calls to, uh, uh, about Kratom shit and, and this percentage is this and this percentage is that. And it's like, you know, and, and according to this, and it's like, fucking A, man, like aspirin probably has worse fucking numbers than that. You know how many people mm-hmm. call poison control every day because of, of their kid fucking ate a tube of toothpaste? Yep. You got fucking poison sitting in your, your fucking medicine cabinet right now, fucking fluoride. You know, and it's like, yeah, no, 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 it's Kratom though. We, we got we to gotta get that shit off the streets. And it is so maddening to, to see that shit and just, just watch how dishonest science is being used to try to manipulate public opinion and perception of, uh, of this thing. But see, that it is frustrating because you know some company... You know, like some big pharmaceutical. If you company. dug into that, man, the money that funded that study didn't come from a, a neutral source. No, hell no. It came from it came from fucking Pfizer. Yeah, you, know, you I, I would almost guarantee it. Follow the money. Follow the money. But in this day and age, I think a lot of people are getting wise to that. Yeah. That they're starting. You would hope there are more. There are more, more but they, they, there's still some. I mean, we we live in a fucking town that ain't got dispensaries. I know, dude. It's so crazy. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we have idiots running this fucking town. I know. I still, I still can't believe And someone that. voted those idiots in. I still can't believe that hasn't changed yet. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's it. That is fucking just craziness. I don't know if I... I we may have told you, but uh, um, they'd sent out this you know thing for District 51 schools, and part of it was a, a FAQ section. And one of the FAQs was... You know, can't these improvements that you guys want to make by raising our taxes through the fucking roof um, be made by legalizing weed? And so, obviously, enough fucking parents and people have been saying, like, look, man, yeah, like, it's on the FAQ section. So these dishonest motherfuckers, the way that they they said the 
the money for weed sales does not stay in the city that it's sold in, that it goes to a state fund and that that Bullshit. state fund, well, no, no, hold on. and then the state fund is then divvied out based on, uh, you know, Numbers. grant requests. Right. People, people request that. And they said that, you know, that, that we have put in requests for money from that fund and, and we have not been approved for it uh, as of yet. And what's dishonest about that is the state tax, they're absolutely right. Correct. No one charges just the state tax. No, there's always a city tax. There's the city tax. Everyone charges the city tax yeah. too. And everyone who buys weed knows that you're doing that as well. That's what Palisade is doing. And they're fine with it. And they're fine. Yeah, everybody's fine with it. And so, but that's the dishonest thing is like, you know, but the, yeah, you're, you're pretending like the city tax doesn't exist and that you guys could put a city tax on it and that that money would stay in the community right away and start making an impact right away. So for you guys to present the situation like that is so dishonest, man. <clears throat> and it's so frustrating because you know they can't, when, you, when you're doing shit like that, it means that you know you can't win this argument through honest Facts. Uh, facts and debate and let the best ideas win. You have to now start Twisted. manipulating yeah. and twisting the truth to try to take advantage of people who don't know any better, right? Because who knows, right? Like you and I know this shit, but if we went and interviewed 50 people on the street, like how many of them really understand the difference between the state tax and the city tax and all that they shit? They might not even be aware that there's a city tax right. in the dispensaries. If yeah. they've never been to one. Yeah. Exactly. And so they read that. They're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, they're just they're, they won't do not you know give us money because we're not we don't have a dispensary, and that's not fair, you right. know. And uh, that was kind of their insinuation is that we're being discriminated against because we're not contributing to the fund, we're not getting any grants from that fund, and therefore it's the state discriminating against us, not us being morons who probably are taking money from the Mormons who live fucking 24 miles away from us and probably would freak the fuck out to see... Dude, Fruita would go nuts if we put a couple dispensaries in here. It's like, mountain biking and, and weed are like peanut butter and jelly, man. Same thing with skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. That's why I like... All of Colorado, man. Dude, dude driving over because Red Mountain Pass. Like, you've got dispensaries in fucking Silverton. Dude, I, found, I had, there was a fucking random dispensary between Silverton and Durango. It was just like, just a random fucking dispensary on the side of the road. And for people who don't know, Red Mountain Pass is about as fucking a remote a road in Colorado as you can get. I mean, it is dangerous road. Da yeah, I mean, it, it's got three, uh, um, what the fuck, uh, peaks, peaks or whatever. Yeah, that are over ten thousand feet. You that, that you uh, go over, and it's fucking, it's beautiful drive. It's awesome, but it is remote as fuck they got dispensaries up there just randomly on the side of the road and uh yeah we can't get one around here it's gotta change eventually it will it has to it man. has to it has to there's enough people moving to this area to to like they just they're not stuck like i again like i i love this area but it is it's an old hick it is community man like very old-fashioned very uh, right wing, ultra conservative, in there in how they see the world, and it uh, like don't bother me with your facts type of ultra conservative. So like drugs are bad. It says so in the Bible. I can't point to the exact verse that it says <laughs> that drugs are bad. Okay, but it says it. 
It's the devil's lettuce. If you fucking connect this verse here with this, this I hate when motherfuckers do that. They're like, let's turn to Isaiah 5, 16 and read this verse. Now we're going to turn to Matthew 4, 28. And we're going to read that verse. And then we're going to go to Revelations 15, 34. And we're going to read that verse. And you know what all these verses connected together mean? It's like nothing. Like, you know, you can prove anything you want. If you're allowed to just open that fucking book and just start just cherry picking whatever you want in whatever order you want and just connecting them however you want, you can pretty much justify almost any point of view that way. Like, that fucking drives me nuts. When people start doing that, I know like, oh, all right. I know what we're dealing with. I know what we're dealing with here. Like, this is you trying to prove a point, not actually... You know, fucking, like, I don't know, have a discussion about what was said. Like, here's what was said here. Now, let's discuss that, not go fucking cherry picking all over the place to justify my shit. It's more convenient that way. It is more convenient, man. It's easy to, like, browbeat. Because, you know, as soon as somebody comes in and they start pulling, like, three or four verses out of their ass, you're like, oh, they must know what the fuck they're talking about. They're smart. And so then you just get intimidated and then you, like, just go along with it. So, fucking smart people do that. I do that. <laughs> you do that. I do that. I throw out big words and intimidate people all the time. <laughs> You're a very convincing cult leader type person. That's right, man. I'm really surprised you haven't started your own cult yet. Very well, surprising. Hey, I, you know. Maybe you do. I just I'm not. too lazy, I man. I don't know. It would take some It's work. a lot of work, it's bro. Lot of work. It is a lot of work. Like Initially, I just, then you just, you get your underlings to do it for you. You know, I, work. I've seen enough documentaries to know, <laughs> like, eventually you got to do some work. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, your lieutenants will start to do things, then you got to reel them back in, and it's just, it's work. You've thought about this, though. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> just at the moment, just looking at all the uh-huh. the history of, of uh, what was it, our fucking favorite one, the... Uh, Wild, 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 wild west, wild, wild or, country or wild, yeah, country, whatever, whatever, yeah. God, what was that? I, what was that dude's name? Roshni Ro- or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yep. that dude. That lady in there, his head lieutenant. She was still to this day, like the end. The ends. The documentary ends. She still thinks she was fighting a good fight. She's a sociopath, man. Yeah, dude. Like that is like the ability to create a world. In a reality, despite all the evidence to the contrary, that like what you are saying and what you are thinking is true, is uh, I mean that's like the definition of crazy, mm-hmm. and you just it's scary to fucking to like look that to see that level of fucking crazy, and to know it like man that's that whole cult still exists, right? Cause they yeah. Went back oh to yeah, India. they went back to India. They yeah, went back yeah. To India, yeah right? They're still the going. Yeah. Still she going. got kicked out though. Yeah, she's not in it. No, she's... she lives in like Sweden or Norway or something. Yeah. Thing. I forget where it was. Yeah. Yeah. But Wild shit. That is crazy. So, all right. Well, with that said, Colts should get segue into fucking Disneyland. Disneyland and our oh, our disgust of society as a whole in the Disneyland fight. <laughs> Yes. Exemplifies that. So there's so many things about that that Disneyland fight. If anybody hasn't watched it yet, yeah, shoot, again, now's shoot, a good time. Uh, yeah, go, go watch check it. it. Uh, yeah, man, like, dude, I've thought about that a lot. So you brought it to my attention a couple nights ago. Yeah, at, at Jiu Jitsu, you weren't wrestling, so we were sitting there watching people train. 
And you're like, have you, have you seen that Disneyland play? I was like, what are you talking about? So we pulled it up on YouTube. And I was dumbfounded, man. Like, so both groups of those people fighting, you know, they had the, the, the main culprit was that big dude in the red shirt. I mean, there was quite a few. The people. main culprit looked to be the fucking big shit. The big shit kind of started or whatever. Yeah. But he kept going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he once, once he, once he went, he was not. He didn't. He wasn't stop. gonna stop. Yeah. And he was a big fella. Right. I mean, obviously we weren't there in person, so we, but just looking around, comparing him to all the other people there, unless he was surrounded by dwarfs. I mean, that dude was well over six foot tall, well 200 over two hundred pounds. pounds. Yeah. You know, yeah. Good sized human being. Yeah. And he's fucking hitting women. Women. And that was the thing. The two things that shocked me the most was them putting their stroller with their kids aside yes. so that they could go fucking scrap. Yep. Both groups of them, I think, had both, fucking both, kids. I think both groups of them. The two guys that initially fought. Yeah. Both of them had strollers with toddlers in there. Yes. And they pushed them off to the side so they could fight. Start scrapping. What the fuck? And then, yeah, and then the, the both of those dudes had no qualms about man-punching a chick in the face. Nope. No qualms. Like, the both of them did it. That dude in the white. Remember that sucker punch? He was squared up with the dude, and the chick was off to the side, he went pop! And popped just her. popped her to the fucking... Just sucker punched her. Like, not even, like, squared up with her. She's kind of standing off to the side, yelling at him, and he just went, whoop Dude, yeah, and that other guy, man, he went after... He had a couple different girls. He was, like, grabbing them by the fucking hair. He had the real big one, and the one towards the end... When that one girl I thought was with him, he ran up behind her and like grabbed her by the hair, fucking punching the shit out of her. Oh man, yeah. Dude, dude, what is going on, man? Were they in the parking lot, you know, putting their kids in a stroller, listening to DMX, like pumping themselves up, like, yeah, it's fucking prime time for crime time today, bitches. Going to Disneyland. Fucking Disneyland. I'm gonna punch some motherfuckers today. Like, what is going on? Yeah, dude. I, dude, there was. There was a small little section of that video, man. I watched it a couple times to where the one kid in the stroller just had this horrified look on her face. I don't know if it was a little boy or a little girl, yeah. but super disturbing to me, man. They oh, they're crying. You hear them like crying. But I just, this little kid's eyes are super big. Like, dude, what kind of example are you setting for your fucking children? Like, that, dude, no that, one disrespects me in Disneyland. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah. That, 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 to me, is one of the most... Frustrating part. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many There's things. There's no security. The closest thing to security was some old yeah. white dude with a so fucking... It was, it was a custodian. Custodian. Yeah, man. Can you imagine? Like, people had to start coming out of the crowd and putting their own, like, safety on the line to try and calm this situation down because security. they couldn't get fucking security How anywhere. Take security to get there? I know Disneyland is huge, but... Dude, minutes. Like, that was that going on for a that while. That went on for four or five minutes before we saw the security there. Yeah, man. That was wild that no one, they couldn't get anyone over there to, uh, to, to fucking tamp down on that situation. Dude, God damn it, man. It's so, yeah. so frustrating to me. And, like, the, the thing that finally calmed it down was somebody choked him out. Yep. Like, when he started going, he started going beast mode on one of the chicks, and finally a bunch of dudes jumped on him and pulled him off. And then one guy wrapped his arm One fucking his sunk a choke in. And then kind of put him out for a second. Put him out. Him but you know what's funny is that dude fucking took off. Yep. And I, he, you know he was like, man, I don't want to get in trouble. Yep. I'm going to get fucking arrested for assault or something. I'm sure they're finding him and talking to him. You know, there's so many videos of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was kind of nondescript white guy with a baseball hat on. It'd be yeah. Hard to pick out. Yeah. 
Damn. Yeah, dude, that was fucking wild. But that... so wild, man. Like, how do what? God damn it, man. It's so frustrating to me that just there's people out there in the world that are just operating on that level. And the thing is, none of those motherfuckers know how to fight. That was the funny thing. You that could tell. That was the funny thing. Like, the, the way they were fighting, like, them motherfuckers have never trained any sort of martial art a day in their goddamn life. No. What business do you have fighting? No one's ever even, like, showing them how to throw a punch. No, like, man. Like, winging punches. Like, what? Nothing about it told me that this guy was trained at all. No. Like, what in the fuck, man? Like... Well, the thing is, it's, it's the cliche that, like, if he was, he wouldn't have been doing that. Exactly. Like, he would have... Because you you have respect. You, you become a martial artist. I mean, more for, for the most part. Well, I mean, if you, if you do, if, you, if you've done it and you've used it, and that's, you know, we've talked about that, you know, like a, like using, like, yeah, like if you, if you do that, that, that's the irony, right? Like Mr. fucking Miyagi said, you learn to fight so you don't have to fight. Yep. And it's like, yeah, if you know what the fuck you're doing... You don't put yourself in situations like that. Because you understand the, how great the consequences can be. Yeah. When you understand what it's like, when, when you have a good understanding of violence, Yeah. you avoid it at all costs. Right. Because you understand that it can go terribly wrong. And yeah, and so that, that, that's the big thing of it. Like when you're a martial artist and you, you train to fight, you train so you don't have to because you understand it can go so bad. And it, God, it's, yeah, dude, it's so frustrating. That, that more, because more, most of the time, people that are super likely to get into a fight out in public have never trained. Right. They, they, they just got this weird Hollywood sensation of what's going to happen. And, yeah, just, Or they it. have, but they fight yeah. against other people who don't know how to fight. Like, right. that's the other problem, is yeah. like, in a world where no one knows how to fight, if you're fucking 6'3, 225, you connect with. You, yeah, you probably do all right. You just, can knock out quite a few just people. Just based on fucking size, size. and momentum. Throw yeah. that big ass arm, you're going to hurt some people. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but that's, yeah, that was the thing, man. Like the, <clears throat> so when you brought up the martial arts thing, I thought there was a couple, um, good, I got a question for you that I'm, I'm interested to hear your answer to because I don't really know exactly what mine is. But one, um, just the, the idea of honor, right? Like the, the, and the, this was a good example of it. it. Looked like this fight was spurred on by someone disrespecting. disrespecting. There, yep. You know, it didn't look like there was actually any any danger, any any real physical thing going on. <clears throat> it was that someone had gotten had disrespected them, and so it had challenged their honor, right? And so again, like that's uh, tough. It is, man, because in a lot of um, you know I, these uh, individuals happen to be uh, black. And uh, didn't look like they were in the upper income uh, bracket, and so it's not really a color thing as much as like an income level thing. But you know, the uh, middle class and below that honor society thing, the honor culture, honor culture tends to be a little stronger. Yep. In fact, I think they've done fucking studies on this. For there's some a reason, book, there's, a, there's a book I believe it's called Honor Culture. I want, I want to say it's like Jonathan Haidt wrote it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I think I might be getting the author wrong, but it's, it's a good, good read. Yeah. They were he looking, touches on that. Yeah. It, it wasn't race. It was basically income. Income. It's more of an level, level. that talked about like how you handle a lot of societal situations. And right. so that honor culture thing is, is, uh, is big, right? But it's like, okay, so what, so when is it okay to use, so let's say he was a martial artist, right? 
And it's like, well, he should, you know, when is it okay to use your fucking martial arts? And I always liked that. I, I forget what book it was. Um, but one of the guys that I, I read, you know, he said, basically, it's not you. It's not about your honor. It's like, if someone else is in danger or, or having a problem, it, it's more like it's okay to use your martial arts to help somebody else. Yep. Not yourself. Not to protect your ego. Not to protect your ego. Right. And physically for yourself, yes. But but like just some honor thing. You got to squash it. It's, yeah. it's more honorable to walk away from right. it. Right. That's what a true martial artist would do. That's what a true martial artist would do is you don't, you don't ever have to get into a physical confrontation to protect your ego and your honor. Mm-mm. You you walk away from it. That is, that's what a real martial artist would do. That's the best way to protect your honor. There's no reason. The only reason you ever need to get into a physical confrontation is if it's completely unavoidable. Right. They, you are in danger. You're Physi- someone else. You or your loved yep. one is in immediate physical danger and you guys cannot get out of the, you can't leave the area. Yeah. If you can leave the area, there's no reason for it. And that's, you know, comes with situational awareness. Exactly. Getting the fuck out. It all ties into the true martial artists who fucking vacated that area. They vacated that area super fast. Yeah, they started sensing that this is not going this, well. This is not going to end well. We need to get out of here. We need to get the fuck out of yeah. here. That's what's best for me and my family. Yeah. You know, if I'm at Disney World with my family, yeah, you start seeing... Actually, that brings me to my question. Like, as a martial artist, like, what is... What would you consider... Again, kind of almost kind of answer the question, but that was my question, is like, what do you consider your obligation as a martial artist in a situation like that? For me, I would have... Again, hypothetically, and I would have liked to think I would have recognized it going south early, and I would have got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, I seen, seen him heated and arguing, and I probably would have been out of the area before punches started flying. Yeah. Protect you and Protect you me. And like, say, say I was at Disney World with you people. and your family. Yeah. And we happen to be standing in line to get a goddamn funnel cake, and we, we see these assholes behind us getting into a heated argument. I'd have been like, you know what, let's... Let's go walk around the corner. There's going to yep. be another funnel cake booth over there. Yeah. Let's go get it over there because this might go fucking south real quick. Yeah. That That's, that's in my opinion, that's where I like to think how I would have handled it. Right. Let's say for some reason you stumble upon the situation and he's hitting a, he's hitting a woman. Like you see that fucking big dude. He's got a woman by the hair and he's punching yeah. her. I would have to step in. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I, I'm not, I can't let that go. When I see someone in that situation is completely defenseless against a man that size, you can't let that fly. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, those are the only two. That, yeah. That's exactly how I would have handled it. Yeah. I mean, I, but again, somebody else is in physical danger. Someone else is in physical danger. A woman is being. Now, if I see those two idiots punching each other. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. These guys don't know how to fight. If they want to, if they got their kids in a stroller and they want to duke it out because they're retards, yeah, let them have at it. Let's get the fuck out of here. But I see him grabbing and walking up and grabbing a woman by the hair, even if she's an idiot and she maybe deserves it to a certain extent. Yep. Which I say that kind of jokingly. You can't let that happen. Yeah. It's, damn, that that dude was huge, big fucking human being. Just to be socking a woman in the face like that. Good thing he didn't know how to punch properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good thing he wasn't a trained boxer. That was a funny thing, dude. Both those chicks got punched by both those dudes. And Didn't go down. Like, neither one of them went down or even no. looked phased. No. <laughs> Fucking weak-ass punches. I know, man. Anyways. Yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I agree. I think that that's probably... I think the early detection, getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, man. You gotta pay attention to your goddamn surroundings. Yeah. I think that, again, that comes from... 
I've spent so many years of my life in martial arts in some form or another, just understanding what what violence is, man, and and, and you can pick up on shit pretty fast, dude, in, in physical settings and bars, parties, you know, out in public. You know when things are about to go. You can you read. You can you learn to read people. Yeah. You you oh this is getting heated. Like you can tell. Okay, this is just an argument. I don't think anybody's gonna get socked here. We're probably okay, but there's different things that you pick out. Just you know maybe the way they got somebody's dressed, and his demeanor, and his stance, his posture. They you you learn to pick these things out, and those are all warning signs. Like oh it's time for me to get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's yeah, it's. It's funny, man. Any, anytime you talk to like some uh, someone who's a real badass, that's what they fucking tell you. Like, I mean, that's like rule number one of uh, you know any like um, survivalist or thing is like, dude, know your situational awareness. Pay, pay attention. Avoid the fucking situations, yep. man. Don't, like, if you don't find yourself in these situations, then you don't need these extreme skills and all this crazy shit. You know, now it's good to have, but. You know, you, the the idea is to never have to fucking use them. So yeah, that yeah, that's exactly the idea is to never have to use them. Yeah, you have to use them in case you're in your house and someone breaks in, and you you obviously you're not gonna run out of your house and leave your family behind. Right, you're gonna protect it. But dude, ninety nine percent of the time out in a public setting, you can get yourself out of the situation. Yeah, there's gonna be very few times to where you have to act. Very few, unless you're unless you're a cop. Or right. soldier, and that's your job. Yeah, that's your job. And that's your job to intervene. Then that's yeah. the whole. That's a different discussion. Yeah. But yeah, just for being you, your average Joe, <laughs> dude. So goddamn, those those, God, those people are such idiots, man. That. You know, it's funny, man. I was gonna say like those security guards when they finally showed up, like they didn't look like they were like exactly well, they ready to no, handle the situation. Well, again, but then it's tough because well, I know they don't. But dude, that fucking they did not. That dude was bigger than they were. Yeah, you know dude. what I mean? I, I didn't see any of those guys that I looked at that I was like, oh, like, you, again, you can't judge a book by his cover, but none of those dudes looked like they were exactly fucking fighting specimens or, or you know, able to handle themselves particularly well. I, I, and I, I thought the same thing, too, and that's another, another, another thing that made me think about being a martial artist in all areas of your life is, you know, taking care of your meat vehicle. Yeah. You know, it's... Like you're a security guard or a cop, and you're just some pudgy bitch eating fucking donuts all the time and not taking care of yourself. Like, right? What are we doing? Because most of the time you're just dealing with like you know kids shoplifting right. or you know granny's still, causing a scene. But that, that goes to show you're not a martial artist. You need to be taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah, martial artist isn't just what happens on the mat or inside the gym, dude. It's all areas, man. Like what you're putting in your body, what you're putting into your brain. Everything, yeah, it, it encompasses. For sure. And for me, to me, in my world, it encompasses everything. Yeah, it just cracks me up to see what passes as a quote-unquote security guard. You know, like a security guard. If you're working security, I mean, there's that that story about that dude who fucking bum rushed the White House, and they had like some, you know, five foot four, hundred twenty pound woman working the door, the front door, of the front White door House. of the White House alone, and he just fucking <laughs> like blasted through her, and it's like. Well, you know, yeah. this is not like if you're working security that and the, like this is one of those jobs. Like there are physical requirements. If you're gonna do that job, what we've talked about this before on this podcast, if you're gonna do a job, do it right. Right. And if you're gonna do security right, if you're gonna be an effective security agent or guard, whatever the fuck you call yourself, like there are like basic physical requirements. And so this whole like 
you know, oh, you know, we got to be inclusive and we can't discriminate against people. It's like, th- that's one of those positions where I feel like, you know, people suffer. Yep. Like society suffers because we are pretending that Everybody everybody's equal and everybody can do it. Everybody, all, everybody's not equal. No, 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 man. Just because 54% of the population is female does not mean that 54% of fucking security guards should be female. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the mentality. Like, oh, you don't have half your security guard force is female. Well, obviously, you're sexist. And it's like, no, I need people to fucking be able to do fucking, certain things. Big fucking dudes that can control the like, situation. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that that whole situation just—it's maddening, man. At so many levels. And I was starting to say is that, yeah, again. So again, brought up being a martial artist, you know. Or, setting a good example for the young people in society and the young people and especially your own kids yeah you're pushing a kid around in a stroller and you see, you feel that someone disrespected you enough that you want to scrap really what in the fuck man like, Dude. that is so minor like I can't even there's no reason no reason at all. Yeah. Unless someone comes up and grabs you and starts physically assaulting you or sums up, someone comes, comes trying to take your kid, walk the fuck away. You know what that reminded me? Like, honestly, that what whole scene was on? so out of control. Like, with that, I, I just thought of it. I'm like, you know what that was? That was an online fucking argument come to life. Uh, who knows? No, 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 no. No, I don't mean like they knew each other arguing oh, online. But saying, I mean the ridiculous... That was two people... Saying and doing shit that was like that was ridiculous. You know what I mean? So like, ridiculous. That was two people. That was like, yeah, like oh, you fuck, like you, you're you're tuned to look for uh, slights, and then you respond to slights with ridiculous levels of hostility. Yeah. And it's like they didn't know how to stop. Like w- like once they started like responding to each other with ridiculous levels of hostility, they didn't know how to stop. Yeah. They did not know how to fucking pull it back, and is it, it was it was it reached a, a height of ridiculousness that is you and I can't fathom. Can't fathom. Can't fathom. But it's like, dude, if you live in that world, I guarantee that everyone involved in that fucking situation has a social media account. Oh, guarantee. And you know, and, but it's, yeah, I'm fucking Twitter and. It's like, dude, dude, I ventured onto Twitter the other day. I think I mentioned I was looking for a video, <laughs> the the Ben Askren knockout. Uh-huh. Dude, that place is a cesspool. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous. It is just people saying like horrific, shit. horrific shit, and then just saying like, "Prove me wrong," or like, not not that like they don't say "prove me wrong," but it's a it's a lot of just There's no consequences. I, I'm going to make a ridiculous statement and just make it to just cause get people angry and fucking arguing with each other and me over shit, and it's like, wow. So like if you live in that world, if you live in Twitter, and and in your brain does not know how to fucking differentiate, you know, and you're like, and you can see getting in a Twitter I, I, beef I, with somebody in front of you. I see what you're saying too, because it kind of looked like that situation. And there was that big black chick, that gigantic one was t- looked like she was talking a bunch of shit, mad shit, mad shit. And finally the guy was like, "That's it." I'm not listening to this anymore. And he, he started getting to, so the, you know, the other, she started getting in her drill. And then the big guy looked like her boyfriend or whatever, whoever he was, he's like, oh, you can't talk to my woman that way. You know, just it spirals out of control. Dude, yeah. And it all started with her being rude as fuck and saying some nasty shit. 
that like you wouldn't say to someone if you really were like, dude, this guy could beat the fuck out of me. Right. Like you're not treating him like a human being who has like real physical consequences of this interaction. There's that. But she's pushing a stroller. Right. And molding this young this young human being, hopefully to be a, a good, respectful human being. And she's saying some shit horrible enough that she's just about to get punched by this guy. Like, what, what is going on? Dude, you just think you live in that social media world where it's like there There's are no consequences. no consequences. There are no physical consequences to my actions. Yep. And it's like, dude, I cannot take... Uh, you know, like how do you get in those fuck? You see people getting those flame wars, well, you don't see, but we have. You know, it's like it's like it gets so bad because neither one of them can stop with the back and forth, and they both look so fucking ridiculous at a certain point. And it's like that's exactly what that was. That was like online Twitter beef come mentality alive. come alive because it's like that was that's exactly that was what that so was. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, just, I feel bad for those kids. Me man. too, man. I mean, you just imagine growing up and. Like, that being with, the, with that is your fucking that's role model, yeah. Man. That's your role model. Oh my god, that's a, that's exactly it. Like that is that kid's role model. That that there's that one little image I can't get out of my head. That little kid in that stroller, just looking terrified and just had. I mean, she wasn't or he wasn't crying yet, and just his eyes super big and just looking around like what, scared out of her little mind. Yeah. Dude, it, dude, it, it came here to have fun. I was yeah, just yeah, yeah. on like the Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, and man, now we're like going. It's supposed to be a Disneyland, yeah. eating, eating desserts and fucking riding rides and having a good old time. And this little kid is just terrified. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's the thing that drives. Like, if, if parents that don't like, dude, your kid has to be your top priority. Yeah. Like, that is the ultimate. Like, what does the dog see? Yep. Like that dog is always watching. Yep. It is the ultimate learner. It's like, dude, if you are not cognizant of everything that you're doing, being watched by those little kids, like you're, this is foolish. Uh, it's foolish, man. Yes, it's foolish. That's a good word. I was about to say all sorts of judgmental Ooh, shit. Just we'll go foolish, up, ignorant, foolish, whatever. We'll go, yeah. Foolish, I think is. Good. Yeah. So, anyways, pay attention to your kids. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to yourself. Said we've said it a million times. Worry about yourself. Right. Make right. yourself the best version possible. If everyone in there would just worry about themselves. Everything would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. Yeah. If you worry about making yourself the best version possible, it spills over, man. Your family, your friends see that, and then they get the best version of you. Then they want to be the best version of themselves. Nope. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Disneyland fighting in a funnel cake line. <laughs> Punching each other, man. Punching chicks. Punching chicks. That's who got the, like... He stopped going after that dude. He yeah. was, he had, he like, he kind of squared up with that guy. I, 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 just, I still don't really know it because I thought the girl that he was beating up at the end, I thought, well, I thought that she was with him. I, what I read and just a little, like, Oh, did you blurry. go and read it? No, well, what I found it was actually on, like, Jiu-Jitsu Times. Okay. They had a, a something on it and then they had, like, a little blurb about it. And what, if you go back and you watch the video, remember the, the, the older big lady that got knocked down? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was old boy's mom. The big guy's mom? The big guy's mom. And if you watch that girl that he went after at the end there. Knocked his mom he, She got jostled and knocked into him, her oh. and knocked her down. And so when he was walking around and like, what happened, mom? And she was like, oh, she knocked me down. And then he freaked out. He's like, oh, you're going to hit my mom? And started fucking going ape shit on her. And what was crazy is like she was. She was with their group. She was like part of their group for like, like and and then like even after he got off of her, after somebody pulled him off, she walked her out, back over. She's walking around with them. She's like with their group. Oh my goodness! 
dude, if that fucking monkey jumped on me and started punching me and they got him <laughs> off of me, I would be gone. Yeah. It's like, I'm not with your group anymore, man. Yeah, but she, she got to get a ride home. Dude, I guess so. Like, but yeah, she just went right back over and was like, oh, hey, man, yeah, bygones be bygones. You got that blunt, like, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my goodness, dude. That whole fucking scene. Dude, yeah. You're there pushing your kid in your stroller, your mom. You got your mom your there. Mom your mom is kids. There. You create. You got into enough of a physical altercation to where your old ass mom, mom gets got knocked down. down. That lady yeah. couldn't get up. No. Dude, that was scary. Like She she, she got knocked down. And she, it, it was, and, and she got bumped into right. and fell down in slow motion. Right. You know, so it wasn't even like she didn't get hit. She didn't get like knocked down in a way that makes you go like, oh, she could be hurt. You just realize like, oh, she's fucking really fat and out of shape and she literally cannot get off the ground by herself. Yep. Like that's... So, so... She had to get assisted up by the lady. The girl who fucking helped her up is the one that old boy started like fucking punching. Yeah, and so like this idiot in in turn to defend his family's honor is getting his family more hurt or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, God damn it, man. Yeah. Again, like, yeah, it's, it's agitated, but that's the world. What the world? That's the world we're living in nowadays, man. Dude, I guess that was a unique scene. But I, uh, you know, because I mean, you don't see that. It's not. I mean, camera phones are everywhere. You know what right. I mean? It's not like shit like this is breaking out at amusement parks right. across the land. True. So that was a, and that's what made it so wild. Is you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? I've never seen anything like this. Why are I've never behaving like this. Continue, like just not letting it go too. It was like it, it diffused for a second, and then, he's, and then he like pick back goes up. chasing one of the girls, right. and then he diffuses and he goes chasing another girl. It was like, what the hell, man? That's what made it so wild. And that's why I was, I was just like, what? Like, what is it that? there's obviously some societal element involved in that because you don't see that very often that's not something that you would normally see so like what made these people so comfortable with what they were doing that they felt like that you know this was okay that they could do this and it's like that's fucking social media and just the continual treating of people like as non-people and that there's no fucking consequences for what you say and do is my pop psychology answer, so we'll go with it. We'll go with it, man. But be a martial artist. Be a martial artist. Like Avoid all that shit. Aspects of your life, man. That's right. What you're doing with your body, what you're doing with your brain. That's right. Be Anything. like Rob and get rid of your couch and your Facebook account. And uh, don't be like me. I got a lot of work to do on myself. <laughs> <laughs> be better. Well, you're not getting in fights at the funnel cake line <laughs> at Disneyland. No, I'm not. So you got to give yourself some credit. Some credit. All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Right. Credit for that. Credit for that. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Down,
they're calling Daisy Duke Hanging by the lace of their shoes No trace of the tools Shaped in your face, fuck the rules Snooze you lose One eye always open, it times two No clue, but soon a brief monsoon Might give you a view to choose Stay tuned, include, won't conclude To the end is near beware There's consequences for what you do To me indeed The devil of many levels I keep on feeding For several of them rebels Me, myself, he died